Shalom Aleichem, Rabbi Yaf of Teach 613, we welcome you to take 10 for Talmud. Babakama Mem Zayin, Babakama 47a, pagination is 93. We're starting from the Mishnah, about 8 lines from the bottom. Hakador, a potter, Shehichnis Kideirosov Lechotzer Balabayis, who brought his pots into the yard of a certain homeowner, Shalobarashus. He did this without permission. He started storing his things in the other person's yard. And the animal of the homeowner broke the pots. Potter. The homeowner will be potter because he did not accept upon himself to guard his animal from damaging these pots. And if the animal of the homeowner got damaged from these pots, Balakderos Chayev, the owner of the pots, will be obligated to pay because he introduced a problem to the other person's private area. Vimhichnis had he brought the pots in with permission, Balachotzer Chayev, then the owner of the yard would be obligated to pay if his animal damaged these pots. And obviously, if the animal got damaged on the pots, the owner of the pots would not have to pay because he introduced it with permission. That's a somewhat simpler case than the next. It's pots. Hechnes Perosov Lechotzer Balabayis Let's say he brought fruit into produce into the yard, shalom b'rishos, without permission. And the animal ate it. So then the homeowner is not going to have to pay. And that's very similar to the first scenario, which was that in some way the animal damaged the product, so the product in the first case was pots, in this case it's produce. Fine. bohen, but if the animal got damaged in them, balaperos chayev, the owner of the produce is obligated to pay for the damage, again because he didn't have permission to bring the produce in. Vimhichnes bershos, balachatzachayev, had he had permission, then the animal's eating would obligate the animal's owner to pay for the produce. And likewise, by extension, if the animal got hurt, then the owner of the produce would not be obligated to pay because it was introduced with permission. We're going to focus on the case where the animal got damaged. And... Notably, there are two types of damage that could occur to an animal as a result of produce. One is that it ate too much. It damaged itself. The food wasn't good for it. Another is that it slipped on the produce, which would be very similar to the first case mentioned regarding the pots. Let's turn over where the Gemara explains this case. On the last small line, if a person brought in his produce 
to the yard of the homeowner. Amar Rav, Rav explained, Lo shanu bohen. The reason that the owner of the produce has to pay for the damage that was done to the animal was because it slipped on the produce. Aval achla, but if the animal ate the produce and thereby got damaged, potter, the owner of the produce does not have to pay. My timer, why not? The animal should, I guess, be sensible enough not to eat food that does it damage. And therefore, Rav says, when we understand the Mishnah, it got damaged, it got damaged in them, it's talking about that it slipped. But had it got damaged from eating, it is its own responsibility. The Gemara later on will explain that that's actually meduyak in the Mishnah, because it says, Huska bohen, it got damaged in them. In them means the item is in existence and it is the term that would be used for slipping on it. Am Rav Sheshis, Rav Sheshis said, Amina, I say, Kinayim v'shochiv Rav, Rav must have been drowsy when he said such a statement of distinction. In other words, I don't agree with what he said at all. Rav is making a distinction between eating and slipping and saying that if the animal ate and got damaged, then there is no responsibility on the owner of the produce. Rav Shesha says that's not correct. Titania, as we learned, a person who puts a poison in front of the animal of his fellow and the animal eats it and dies, he's going to be potter in the earthly court and he's going to be obligated on a heavenly level. And Rav Shesha said, I'm reading this b'risa, and it seems to indicate, The reason you're absolved on the earthly court is because it's poison, and it's not normal for an animal to eat poison. So because it was a trick, so in heaven there's an obligation. But on an earthly, simple understanding of it, the animal should not have eaten the poison, and therefore he doesn't have to pay. Avoperos, but had it been fruit, da'avida da'achla, that's normal for the animal to eat, bedinei adam nami mechayev, there should also be an obligation in the earthly court. Ve'amai, and according to Rav, one can easily argue, he should, the animal should not have eaten. It brought the problem on itself. And the Gemara resolves this, and says that Rav is correct. Even fruit, produce, there would be potter because the animal should not have eat, eaten it. 
the concept here is that Samhamavis, by a poison, which is not normally eaten, there is a heavenly obligation. That trick comes with some level of liability, at least on a moral level. Ve'ibayaseima, a second approach is, Samhamavis nami, even the poison, was talking about something that looks like regular food. Be'afrazta dahainu piri. There was a certain type of grass which the Gemara identifies as something that people would eat. It would be considered a food. It would be around as a food, but if an animal would eat it, it would kill it. Apparently, a or presumably, a different chemical makeup causes such a thing. I once had an interesting incident with an ant infestation just around the time of Pesach and the exterminator company put in little crumbs which were poison to the ants in little boxes that only an ant can crawl in and I realized afterwards that Pesach is less than a week away and I've got these crumbs designated in my house Am I allowed to keep them there through Pesach? So I called the company and I asked them, are these crumbs poison? And the gentleman said, it's hard to say that they're poison. They're a special chemical makeup that would kill an ant. It would break down its nervous system. But it's a special chemical compound so that it should not be poison to people. Because we're always nervous that maybe a child will get to it and eat it. We don't want to have something that would be poison on a human level. So it's poison to an ant, but it's not poison to a person. So I had the question, am I allowed to keep it in my house during Pesach? So I called the posik and he invoked the concept that if chametz is designated in a way that it's like a stool, you paint it. So even though its origin was chametz, but it's no longer a food product. And that's approached differently. And here also, even if one promises me that it's not poison on a human level, but certainly it's been designated as such, and no one has any intent of eating it, it's a product now. It's not a food anymore. And therefore he allowed me to keep it in the house during Pesach. Now there's one more nuance we want to do. Mesfei, a question was asked. <laughs> a woman came in to a person's area to grind the grain, make flour, but she didn't have permission to be there. She's waiting online to use the grindstone. And Teisvis points out, even though it's the homeowner's advantage that she's coming because he's going to get paid. Nevertheless, she came in without permission. And if the homeowner's animal ate the grain, <clears throat> he's not going to have to pay for it because she came in without permission. But if the animal got hurt, there's going to be obligation. 
on the woman to pay for the damage done to the homeowner's animal. And the Gemara wonders, why is there liability if the damage came from eating too much? Why don't you invoke Rav's rule, Havala Shalotochal, the animal should not have eaten. And the Gemara says, here also we will answer that the damage that was done to the animal was that it tripped on the produce, not that it ate and got damaged, but rather that it slipped on it. And the Gemara wonders, why couldn't we have realized that right away? Why was this considered a kasha? It's the same case as the Mishnah. Damage was done, and Rav is saying damage through slipping, not through eating. And the Gemara answers because there was one word different in this b'risa. It doesn't say, huzka bohen. As I mentioned earlier in our discussions, huzka bohen, damaged in them, infers that the item's still around. It means the kind of damage that it did was through slipping. Over here, the word bohen is missing. <clears throat> and therefore, we thought that we would understand this b'risa, that it's huzka by eating. And the Gemara says, here also, you should give the same answer, even though it's not as miduyak. It's not as perfect in the wording, but also here, huzka means huzka by slipping and not by eating. In the case of eating, as described in Shulchan Aruch, Shin Tzadi Gimel, Beis, if the animal got damaged by eating, Potter, Mepnei Shahayala, Shalotocham. Yeshikoach, thank you for joining.